Fifty good. Fifty. 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 Fifty good. All right, let's start the show. Uh, I'm Matt Hayes. I'm no one really, but uh, I'm here with Bob Panalone in Chicago. And this is, of course, the... This is the first episode of the new Logo Era, thanks in part hey. to my good friend Bob. Break, what, welcome to the new Logo Era. It's, it's, uh, it feels <laughs> like a fresh show. We're going to be doing the same shit as we've done before, but yeah, now we're in cartoon form. Cartoon which form. I feel is appropriate because we are uh, always talking about cartoons on here, amongst other things. But yeah, it, it feels good, man. I, I, I really like the new Logo. If you haven't seen it, uh, check us out on Facebook or if you're looking at our little logo on the uh, iTunes uh, iPod thing. You'll, you'll, you'll see what we're talking about. But uh, I, we've, we've got some mixed reviews in terms of my uh, cartoon character there because uh, the cartoonist decided to put me in khakis for no reason, honestly. <laughs> the, uh, the, the picture A polo example. short and, tech and khakis. Yeah, so the picture I sent him, uh, you know, I, I was wearing my Tiger's hat and a polo shirt that day. Um, but I had blue jeans on and, you know, this Nikes and he put me in these. So, so people are calling me, uh, Jim Harbaugh, or I, I think someone else called me, uh, uh, different football coaches. Cause we're also wearing the headphones that we wear when we record. And so it's, you know, kind of like football coachy, get the, the ball cap on and the headphones. You do but... have a football coach vibe, whereas I'm like super cool in a leather jacket. Yeah. I'm not as cool. <laughs> I don't uh, know why they, cause if they, if they just went blue jeans, then it's a little more casual. <laughs> Uh, I love but, it. I I, th- I believe the quote is actually is that Andrew Dice Chode and Jim Harpud? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Harpud. Yeah, you're, you're Harpud. That, was a, that, was that comes good to us for... from a friend of the pod, or should I say, enemy at the pod, Josh Roberts, uh, aka yeah. Runkle. Yeah, old Spunk. Yeah, Runkle because uh, Runkle he's uh, yeah he's a a bald Jewish dude who's incredibly crass, very much like the character Runkle from Do uh, What Marshall. You Know Is Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, but uh, I really like the cartoon, man, and uh, it's colorful. I think it's, it's fun. I think it's hilarious. I think it represents the show well. So you yeah, do new logo you, era. I'm now looking at it, and you do look like a football coach. <laughs> the khakis is what really really sells mm-hmm. the uh, sells the football coach vibe. Well, but anyway, hey. let's let's get to the show. So we're going to be talking about the Kirby Enthusiasm season premiere after six long years. It's back, and then we're going to dip into some uh, some new Netflix shows, uh, uh, primarily Big Mouth. From Nick Kroll and Jason Matsukas, uh, mm-hmm. and also John Delaney. Um, John Mulaney. Yeah, John Mulaney, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, I guess we'll see what happens after that. But uh, let's start off with, with Curb, and, and, and later we'll get to our exclusive interview from uh, a Chicago, Chicago cab, cab with Greg mm-hmm. Rott. Old Greg Filth on his, on his way to a 40-seat cabaret sh- uh, uh, theater show that he's doing here, where he's probably going to... Get up on like stage an and pull yeah. his putt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, it, it, it's a, a live um, a demonstration of how to use a squatty potty. There we go. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, let's me and you kick this off. Um, I, I, um, yeah, like like I said, it, it starts out a little. It starts out a little bizarre. Like I mean, it, it does feel like the same old curb, though. It just looks like it's in hd yeah right yeah yeah i i i you see you know and i know you guys had your feelings about it i kind of 
like that they were setting a tone with it. I know that, um, and I know Greg mentions a little later in our uh, live interview there that uh, it feels like it's a little forced. But uh, I, I think they're they're obviously laying down the structure, or at least the the, the theme that they're going to have with the show with with Fatwa, um, and and the New York City Broadway that he's going to be trying to pull off. That, that's definitely I think what the the major uh, moments of the show are going to be. Yeah, uh, and, th- and then now this you know uh, whole thing with the Ayatollah, but uh, so you know that that was happening, and so I, I don't think that was necessarily supposed to be a ton of laughs. Um, but uh, yeah, the the would you call the ace the ace story this time the haircut with the with the lesbian woman? I guess it was, but actually, I mean, let's hold this thought and let let's try to let's try to get Greg on the line. Yeah, let's get Greg on the line here. Let's bring in live Greg out from a cab, uh, otherwise hey. known as the Squatty Yachty. Greg Rot. There we go. All right, here we are. All right, we're doing this. Uh, Greg, you're in a cab. Um, where are you going? I'm going to the Annoyance Theater and Bar. Show. <laughs> Fantastic. So cool. uh, you're here uh, on the analysis with Matt and Bob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're, we're talking about, uh, the season premiere of Curb. Um, obviously you're a longtime fan. You got me into it uh, many years ago. He got me into it too. He dragged us both in. I so know. So it's only fitting that we have you on, bud. Yeah. They pull me back in. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Uh, now you're we, like the Pacino. Now we haven't seen this show since 2011. It's been six years um and i thought they went out on a great note we got the seinfeld reunion um it was kind of perfect oh, in a way. such a great season the, the the periscope uh car which was also fantastic oh my god right. <laughs> uh what were your initial reactions greg i thought it was okay i, I thought it was uh i think it was a bit more cartoony than in the past uh the the opening thing with the the soap he's done before that was like the, when he was stabbing that yeah he was stabbing yeah I that's the first thing I thought of when he was trying to open up that package whatever uh, it, it, was. it was like a go it was a it was still it was still funny I, I laughed like, I mean Lewis looks like he's on death's door I know <laughs> shows up he okay, looks okay so terrible. Caitlin just she um the first she watched the first episode it was the first time she'd ever seen the show oh Greg's paying for his cab. And yes, and so she started watching from season one. Now she's really into it. And uh, Richard from season one, and even Ted Danson, they look a lot better. It, yeah, it definitely. Age, what fifteen years? But Lewis looks like. I mean, isn't there an episode like Lewis needs a kidney? I think he must have actually. <laughs> he was like, uh, "I need a kidney. Right. I can't do the show, Larry." Oh, we'll just film it. Real, we'll work it real in. Real experiences. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's pretty. He's always been kind of weathered, but yeah, pretty. Pretty rough. But I don't know. I mean, it was also weird. I'm sure you guys talked about this. But the, the filming style, like the drone flying into the uh, the shower was, that was a bit much. We recognize the house. We recognize what he's probably doing. It was definitely a better quality f- uh, filming pr- um, f- process than before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you go away from six have you years. Any of the old ones recently? Like, go watch it on your HD TV. It looks like it was filmed with a like a hand camcorder from the nineties. Yeah. Even old uh, Seinfelds look better because they shot that on film and just like cropped it. The original curves all look like 
like home yeah, footage, yeah. like home, membership. yeah, like home videos, like yeah. YouTube channel stuff. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. well, speaking of Richard Lewis, I think he had the, he he kind of saved the episode for me in a way with the whole parakeet text bit. That was my favorite, uh, best bit of the episode. Ding ding ding. Oh, I loved all the Leon stuff. I was I was in the Leon. Uh, I thought he was hilarious. With you guys didn't like the lampin bit. No, just lampin, man. No, and just like the foisting, like I thought the Kimmel thing was a bit much. Like it was uh, like it just, it just seemed like they were too in on the joke, and everything it didn't feel as spontaneous in previous seasons. Uh, I I totally agree. Well, because what you were saying about it being really cartoony, it it, it felt very forced. Like the the lesbian haircut, the not holding the door, the lesbian wedding with who? Uh, what's her name? Who's also horrendous? Uh, yeah. Oh. Greg just Greg just entered the theater. That's right. It's also kind of tough because you have uh, like Nassim Pedrad was playing like the beautiful lesbian bride, and you had mm. somebody else playing the other one, and it was like this didn't like it's an, I don't know the other actor, but I don't know if she's well known, but it's like I know Nassim Pedrad. Like it's weird seeing usually like well known actors are playing themselves themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is she? I mean, she's she's well known to us because we're in SNL. I I don't to to a layman to a just a common maybe just a general curb fan. I don't know if they know her as well. The uh, SNL flame out. Seasons, that's a bigger show than Curb. Yeah, yeah. she she yeah. she's well known, I, and true. I think she was also terrible. And like that whole lesbian uh, plot was was really annoying and forced. But but other than that, I mean, the uh, God, how great was that text? Like, sorry about your parrot. The good news is I'm still there's gonna alive. be a lot for them to chew on this season. I mean, there's just Larry David in 2017. It's it's enough right now for me to to be curious every week. Oh, definitely. I I just I also think that. You guys will probably crucify me for this. I thought Dice had a stronger start than this. Oh! I been... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've been all season, but I loved the, uh, what would they do without me? What if I was done with Dice? Like, that whole thing. Oh, was man. It's, it's a it's life a, parody. Okay, it, yeah, we actually life. went. We it's went a miserable life. Did more for Greg oh than, uh, God, I thought it was, uh, it. oh, I loved it. Are you kidding me? Greg, have you been yeah. watching the whole season? Have you been watching yeah, the Hayes, whole season of Greg? Up. I think I think Hayes is breaking up. This is going well. Yeah, I actually have to get going. I gotta jump off. All right, thanks, All right. Greg. Yeah. Wait. All right. Well, that was Greg Ott, aka the Squatty Otty. I hear yep. he's he's really reveling in his new nickname. He loves it. He loves. He really nickname. he really seems more and more angry with us every time we have him on. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting to drift down Andrew Papa Lane, where I think eventually we're going to be unfriended on Facebook. Yeah, uh, eventually. But, that that's where it ends. So the but audio will, go the audio was going in and out on you, but uh, yeah, he seemed to be uh, a lukewarm on the season as well. And then to to be as bold as to go the Dice season one premiere, uh, the the new Dice premiere was better than uh, Curb. Man, that that is a very bold statement. I mean, his um, expectations I'll- must have just been so high. That uh, a lukewarm episode crippled it. Yeah, I I I will say, like I said just now, it 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 kind of started off a little a little lame. I was like, oh, it's I mean, okay, yeah, the uh, the soap bit in the shower is one thing where it kind of resembles when he was trying to open that um, that cell phone package mm-hmm. we talked about, or some electronic 
And I remember um, watching that with Greg and when he was trying to open up the cell phone package or whatever from Best Buy and he couldn't get it open and he had the scissors and the knife. And eventually Greg was like, come on, Larry. Like that bit, even back then in, in 2010, Greg was like all set with. And so to have him kind of do a new one, you know, I, I could I could see him being turned off to that. I, I think that shit's hilarious. Every time I have to open one of those packages, I think of that moment. Every yeah, single time. It, it is true. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, so it, it was kind of a lukewarm start to the episode. I was like, uh, this is this is just a parody of itself at this point. But then it really kind of gets cooking with, uh, yeah, the Fatwa musical. And then he gets a Fatwa put on himself. And, and that's kind of like the comedic gymnastics that Seinfeld was really good at and that Curb is always an innovator of. It's like you have all these ABC plots, just like funny kind of scenarios, and they always sort of kind of blend them together Mm -hmm. yeah they start to connect exactly so i mean i i was i was tickled and and just kind of around my office in general the the general theme people were like yeah it's back and it's pretty good and i'm fired up man i i i I really liked it i i found myself laughing a good bounce so i mean it is i was a little less on it than you guys it i get it is just weird to see it in such high quality i mean Mm -hmm. I actually didn't even realize it'd been gone for six years. I didn't even think about it. I mean, that's a long time. Have you gone back and watched some of the old ones and just done some general nostalgia brush-ups? Or? Um, I read an article in The Ringer where they kind of ranked all the episodes, and I, I only read, like, 20 to 1 just to see what they had because, I mean, what my was number person- one? I honestly can't think of it right now. Just uh, I was trying to think where a rat dog placed, which is oh. where uh, Chris Farley's brother stomps that dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Freak Freak Book was number one, which oh, is really? really funny. Where like uh, Larry brings that Freak Book to the party, and he keeps getting kicked out for laughing too hard, and <laughs> and then uh, he, what about he, what about the Tourette's uh, chef? What about um, I think yeah, that was that was in the top twenty. I, I remember that one. Uh, we had kind of mentioned briefly that Seinfeld reunion, but the the when Larry comes in playing George and Seinfeld, and it's icon, yeah. icon, icon, no con. Uh-huh. Like I, that, yeah, I, I don't know if that would be on there. Well, we just uh, because Caitlin, uh, I'd referenced it when talking to Greg, but Caitlin watched season nine, episode one with me, and she was like, never, never seen it, no reference level, and just was dying. And she went back and started watching season one so now i've been watching with her season one and we're in the season two now just since sunday we're recording here on thursday and so i'm like watching all these old episodes and you know we got like to the porn um the porn dinner party i was like i was like fuck i love this episode oh yeah yeah he has to go to that dinner party and he didn't know it was a dinner party and he wears his fucking soccer shoes inside and i should rewatch. yeah those as well um it, it was fun kind of doing, like, yeah, reading the synopsis. And they would have, like, little clips on, like, the best bits or, you know, the, who, oh, okay. the, who the MVP was. But, yeah, the, the Seinfeld table read, that is such uh Don't give iconic, George anything that could be inserted. That that fulfilled so many, I don't know, uh, fantasy comedic dreams of mine when it aired. Because, you know, me and Greg were like, we, I mean, you know, reunions are always kind of lame, but I think he did it in such a way that it was, it was perfect. It was the perfect sign it for a reunion. It gave you a little taste. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's, table, if we had to do a reunion, here's yeah. kind of what we would have done. 
And the table read was so funny. I remember loving that episode. And then that whole season, you know, they kind of sprinkle in the Seinfeld stuff, but it's not like every episode is about making the reunion. Yeah, it's more I- about him and Cheryl. Yeah, exactly. And then and then you get you get the reunion episode to the end of that episode that season but the table read that that's definitely a top 10 episode for me and it's just it was such a it was such a moment of joy where just like yeah okay i it was great to see you know him and then also with like this new season it's like he kind of just does whatever he wants you know they were doing curb once a year you know a new season every year or so and now just took six years off and you kind of forgot about it and you're like yeah that was a solid that was a solid show, and it kind of it well, kind of gave rise to The Office and Parks and Rec and all these now mainstream kind of improv sort of you know yeah. uh, um, kind of interview show stuff. And now it's back, and it's it, I don't think it's gonna like take the crown by any means, but it's it's still fun to see them doing it again. Yeah, and I think you know just larry david in 2017 that's worth just checking in and and seeing in this climate with social media now and he kind of alluded to it a little bit with the parakeet parakeet texting you know texting was always kind of part of the show back then there was texting around in 2007 8 9 but you know now that there's twitter and facebook and you know it'll be kind of interesting to watch uh you know larry you remember that twitter feed that kind of got famous for a little while like modern seinfeld yeah what and, what Seinfeld would be like, you know, yeah, updated. Yeah. And they just they put all these uh, kind of scenarios out there, and like uh, Elaine gets uh, swipes right on a guy on Tinder, and blah blah, blah like stuff like someone that. she works with, yeah, and then yeah, Kramer tries a scheme where you know, bitcoins and exactly just different, yeah, different stupid things that would updated references. Larry writes a bad Yelp review and, and, and ends up in hot water or, you know, George, I mean, George. but th- that's oh, what, that's thing. what, that's what Larry gets to do now is kind of be modern Seinfeld. And I mm-hmm. think that's, that's a great opportunity for, you know, uh, some, some good laughs, but you know, and, and I do, I do, although it wasn't the best bit, they, with the haircut and the, uh, distance plus appearance equals no door, no door hold. And they did set a tone in saying, you know, we're, we're still not afraid to touch on these topics, you know? Yeah. And I remember Dave Chappelle, when he was first talking about his first episode of the Chappelle show, they came right out. And one of the first bits that they did was that black white supremacist. And he was like, I did not want, I wanted everyone to know, like, this is what's going to happen in the show. Like, I didn't want to save that until three or four episodes yeah. later. And, you know, so they, I think he's, coming out saying we're still going to do our thing and i really don't think he gives a fuck about what people are trying to see or would you know are worried about or sensitivities and you know, i'm kind of i'm i'm excited do you think we'll see fatwa the musical eventually or is that just like a one-off yeah bit? i think i think they're gonna stick with it and which is kind of surprising if they do because they've already done a whole broadway thing with the whole producer season yeah the producers yeah so if that they was go a back great... to broadway a great double blind where the ep- the plot of the episode mirrored the plot of producers. Yeah, where no. Mel-, Mel Brooks was Mel trying Brooks. to not do the show anymore, so he was trying to <laughs> sink He's it. Tired casting, of it, yeah. yeah, and then it became a huge hit, just like in the produ- it's yeah, just brilliant. like the actual show. Um, he was well, hoisted cool. by his own pratad. Uh huh. Foisted by his own pratad. Speaking of hoisting. Um, yeah, well, let's uh, let's shut the door on uh, episode one. I'm excited to see the rest of the season. That that's gonna be a fun like Sunday night viewing. Um, and let's hop into something I I asked you to watch because I I kind of 
watched a few episodes and was dying. Well, I, so Big Mouth, the animated show on Netflix by Nick Kroll. Well, what did you think? I hated how many episodes the, are you? I hated the Kroll show, the thing uh-huh. he did on uh, Comedy Central where he wore wigs all the time and lipstick. Uh, and then I kind of watched the first season of the league and but I've, I've never been a big kroll guy and did you see their show uh oh hello him and Mulaney's show oh hello on broadway no the two old guys i haven't yeah seen it's that. it's on it's on and that's when i started to kind of turn around on nick kroll i was like oh this shit's actually really funny and the, the, if, if you haven't seen it go check it out it's uh, you, oh hello you, on broadway you like it's oh on, hello yeah i did i thought it was really funny actually and so i think this is a great show i think the big mouth <laughs> is a great show how many episodes um, in are you I'm five episodes in, okay. so I, I, I just I just finished it earlier today. Okay, um, I my favorite character so far is the uh, he. It's basically his Gil Faison's voice from Oh Hello, but it's the the gym teacher. Oh yeah, and he the always gym- just it's the it's just their like they're they're not throwaway gags, but just kind of their potty humor. Uh-huh. Always comes through this guy. Oh, I accidentally, you know, rubbed the dookie on the basketballs, and that's why I can't see. <laughs> that's why I have pink eye now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, oh, I. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, you know, I barely beat the buzzer on my dookie. You know, I'm glad. No, no, <laughs> no actually, no, I got to burn my shorts because, you know, I uh, I, I didn't beat oh, the God, buzzer. Yeah. I didn't beat. I didn't actually beat the buzz. I was just joking over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I I love the 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 basketball coach, and he's always was, just around awkwardly. My favorite character is the hormone monster, and I was shocked oh, of that it I wasn't. was shocked that it wasn't Will Arnett. It sounds just like it him. It sounds exactly the same. I was like, oh my god, they got Will Arnett to do this, and it, it's I guess you know because Nick Kroll did uh what milkshake or no what, what's the character's name oh the douche he was the douche in Sausage Party and you remember and, that yeah yeah that's kind of similar yeah yeah but this oh man either way it's hilarious I, I can, hey, you're gonna pull on your little bud there yeah he's definitely he's <laughs> definitely doing his best Will Arnett yeah uh, moves but and the, I love the how- cast in this just outside of Kroll we've spent you know we spent a good amount of time on Kroll but the cast in general is killer I got armison is and it's funny the way they animate the the father of uh fred armison is uh and quiet mvp for me and he looks just like the character yeah. in the cartoon a it's lot so like our cartoons perfect. this looks super lovable like, dad very like talking about how uh, tiny his penis is <laughs> he's a freak and this totally open uh sort of loving relationship with his wife is this total babe and yeah. He's just very in touch with his feelings, Dad. Oh, it's so he's so so perfect. You got Maya Rudolph on there, uh, Jenny Slate, who was on SNL for about eight seconds until she said the F word and got kicked off. But uh, she's she's making a comeback. I wouldn't call it a comeback, but you know she's always pretty much stayed relevant. And yeah, who else is in the show? Uh, uh, Jason. Uh, Jason Men Men Manzukis. How do you say yeah, that yeah. guy's name? Manzukis or yeah, yeah. But uh, he's. He's been all over the place, and yeah, and they got a got a big old cast list there, man. Yeah, and Mulaney, so did, I love Mulaney. Yeah, he's great as the kind of the 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 best friend. He's kind of the star of the show, really. Yeah, um, Andrew. Kind of, yeah, Andrew takes on kind of the the meat there. But Nick Kroll's doing some some great work, and then he got uh he got um uh Jordan Peele playing that the Duke ghost. Ellington. The Duke, the Duke yeah. Ellington, yeah. There's a lot of ghosts that kind of look like Sperm on purpose. 
And there's a lot. Well, they, they do just a lot of because it's animated. You know, they'll have like a tampon that looks a lot, or, you know, is, is like singing a blue song or they'll have uh, it, all the characters in Andrew's mind look like dicks all of a sudden. Or no, it was um, the other character. It's a uh, Kroll's character. Um, when he when he sees Andrew's dick in episode one. Uh-huh. And then he just keeps comparing, and then everybody he just is imagining their dicks jumping around on the basketball court doing slam dunks and yeah nonsense. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's actually like, it's actually a really touching kind of show too. It, it it's so it, the potty humor is hilarious and like just the the self referential humor is really funny. To me, we're like, oh, that's a great callback. Oh, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then saying like. Um, if you like this episode, you'll love like later on when we talk about you know, uh, uh, there's a lovely episode where uh, Jesse has to deal has a conversation with her vagina. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I don't know if you got there. That's episode four or so. But yeah, that's uh, but, Kristen Wiig, isn't it? Yeah, Kristen Wiig plays the vagina, and they have like a, they have a chat. But it's very. Uh, I mean, for for guys that you know went through middle school thirty years ago, that it's amazing the recall and the the tenderness. Yeah, uh, they they really seem to to nail the uh, the mindset there. I'd be interested to talk to like a teenager and see if they watch this because it's humor that could also would play really well to a middle school kid if their parents allowed them to watch it. Uh, yeah, but I'd be interested yeah. to see you know hey how how are you guys relating to this. Uh, but yeah, and they. But I, I also like that they they kind of take turns with both um, uh, male puberty and female puberty. Yeah, and yeah. It's she it, has it's... that great line in in episode one where she's like, it, it's something like, I don't know why every time we watch a video on puberty, it's about the glory of ejaculation, and mm-hmm. when they talk about girls, it's just like a series of twisted aching tubes, and that's twisted just like aching a, tubes. Yeah, and right. she's uh, and women she's get like, horny too. Yeah, and then you know, so that's why you know you've got like the female hormone monster, a hormone monster who I think is that Maya Rudolph. She's that's like, Maya Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she's uh, you know, she's like you know, Jesse's also got uh, female hormones going on, and they do like a period episode. They'll do the vagina episode, and uh, you know, I think uh, just she gets her gets her period in those white jean shorts at uh, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, which uh, I, I I was um, listening to an interview with. Uh, Nick Kroll and he was saying that um a lot of these stories are from the writers room or from actors themselves they kind of like came in and told personal embarrassing stories of their trip through puberty and one of the girls like one of the writers uh that actually happened to her like she was on a field trip in or at the Statue of Liberty and she got her period she what I guess she wasn't wearing white shorts but they added that but like yeah real like real situations happen like one dude like was trying to jerk off at a uh sleep over with his buddy and not get caught and you know, there's all all this shit's like actual recall like you said yeah i that happens to me all the time yeah but um i i, I thought it was great so um yeah i i'm excited to well because like the first five episodes are really strong and like the next five are definitely more of the same but it it, de- it definitely kind of struck me as uh yeah a cool Cool to show because just because i haven't seen the league i haven't seen any of the stuff these guys have done other than you know uh, YouTube clips of Bobby bottle service. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do. You, uh, do you plan to watch the league? Are you going to revisit that at all? No, I'm all set with the league. Uh, it just wasn't for me. I gave it a try, but I'm you know. It's I, improvisers doing a fantasy football sitcom. I mean, it must, yeah. I feel like it would be good. I know. I know people that were into it, and I understand it. It just it it was 
there were moments because it's grounded in reality. There were moments that were so ridiculous that I, I just couldn't stay with it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I need a little more truth in it. I, I, I could go over specific examples, but I don't know if we have time. <laughs> That's something I'll have to check out. Um, yeah, but yeah, go I'll see be- Oh Hello. Go watch Oh Hello. You, I think you'd like it. Speaking of Broadway. For sure. And uh, so to finish up, you want to do a little uh, what we've seen lately? Uh, any recommendations? I'll, uh, I guess I'll go first. I, I just saw American Made, a Tom Cruise movie. Oh, yeah? I thought Make it was it? really great. It was Yeah, actually, it got pretty solid reviews. Uh, have I seen anything after It? Because I know that I've, I've talked to you about It before. Um, I, I honestly can't. Th- I really want to go see this weekend. I want to go see Blade Runner. Um, uh-huh, but I've just sure. been watching a lot of The Wire, catching up on that because uh, I'm, I'm. Oh, you're getting back into the 2000 Wire. Okay. late to. Th- I'm not back in. I actually just started it from scratch uh, about a month ago and been chugging along. So I'm in the season four now. So, 2000 and late to yeah. The Wire. Uh, and, and just a note to all those listening out there, um, if you're going on Netflix, for some reason they start you if you click on that you want to watch The Wire. Or not Netflix, excuse me, Amazon. If if you click that you want to watch The Wire on your HBO Go, uh, it starts you at season five. It doesn't start you at the beginning. Uh, starts you with the oh, latest yeah, season. Right. So I you accidentally watched watch. two episodes <laughs> of season five. I was like, this is really specific. It feels like I, <laughs> they, they're just taking for granted a lot on these characters. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm probably in the wrong season. So just note, make sure you're on season one. Yeah, I think uh, most people wouldn't have that problem. But uh... yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go see Blade Runner. I want to see. Oh, um, I I do want to see Mother too. Those are the old. Those are the two that I've been. Yeah, I want to see that eventually. Um, I guess it's it it came out so d- divisive that it's kind of hard to find people that are are want to spend the time. And also, it's not something you kind of wanted to see by yourself either. Yeah, you want to um, be able to have some coffee afterwards and and chew on it. I I a uh, buddy of mine, an actor, David Weiss, wrote a Facebook post saying that put the F in WTF. So <laughs> based on that uh, review, probably yeah, uh, that's scintillating analysis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, American Made was great. It was kind of like a Top Gun meets Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And like there, there's like um kind of that old school car chase scenes but they're in planes and it also it it feels very much like a filmed version of narcos season one okay um yeah it's it's a lot going on it's really 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 cool you think tom cruise is gonna make a comeback here because he well yeah he's never gone away he makes like four movies a year but no one ever goes to see him well i think everyone sees mission impossible and no one really saw the mummy but no this is a really great more kind of grounded role in a way Okay. Uh, in that it's a real person. And a little anti-hero for you. Hey, uh, people, people you... can't get enough drug smuggling. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, The Handmaiden's Tale at all? No, Hulu? I've heard so much about it, and it won a billion awards at the Emmys, and that was the next thing on my list probably. Because, you know, you, you kind of get your shows. So, like, something like Curb and something like Big Mouth where they're 27 minute episodes they're a little consumable yeah. you can kind of watch them in passing and then when you commit to like an hour long drama yeah i don't have any hour long dramas yeah. yeah i've um i i signed up for hulu you know no uh the whole no commercials thing it's like 11 bucks a month or more um and for the purpose of watching the show and i couldn't get into it it's been a month i watched the pilot and then i just watched episode 2 today while i'm like folding laundry and it's just it's, it's 
I, everyone says it's amazing. And it's great. It, it's like, uh, you know, that movie with Clive Owen back in the day. Um, oh, Children uh, of Men. Yeah, Children of Men, which I loved. And, and this is kind of that similar vein where it's a, I, it could yeah, take women are the barren, same. right? They, there's yeah. No, like they can't. It's almost the same universe, just slightly different. Um, women are barren, so everyone's like on lockdown, and like the the few people that can get birth are like essentially Prize. slaves. Uh, well, isn't that, isn't that also happening in Mad Max uh, Fury Road? Where there's yeah. only like there's only because of the mutation. All basically, uh-huh. if women have babies, they're going to be mutated. But there's a few these like golden women that they're kind of like slaves. Yeah, I guess it's just it's hard to be on like this South Park Kirby enthusiasm. Uh, you know, watching Seinfeld, Simpsons, it, like this whole comedy bit, Big Mouth, BoJack Horseman, and then to like pop in an hour long drama about barren women in this neo futuristic. It's, it's yeah. kind of hard to stay with. I think in the television therapy of Matt Hayes, you need to really get yourself centered and get yourself in the right <laughs> frame of mind when you go to watch. Because sometimes you'll be in the sad mood and you'll go to watch South Park and you'll be like, ah, I, I just wasn't getting down. And then, you know, but then you'll you'll be white riding a wave. Uh, I'll uh, get jazzed up by a Columbus uh, Columbus Day Randy episode. And, and then you'll go watch, watch Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> so I think you need to get yourself to a yeah. point of chi. Where you can right. get into these shows with the right mind mind frame mindset. I think I think that's a good a, a good point. <laughs> I set my chi. All right. Well, on that on that note, let's close it down. Uh, no South Park this week. Obviously, they were dark, which uh, I forgot to check those dates. Uh, but uh, I guess they'll they'll be dropping next week, and then we'll be covering episode four. Hopefully, it's another great uh, kind of one off fun one. But here we uh, go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll catch back up with Dice on uh, on Greg, the Squatty Oddies uh, recommendation. <laughs> we sure should. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Gotta well, anyway, that's gonna right do it. Mind for that. All right, <laughs> but that's gonna do it for us, huh? Yeah. Let's sign it out. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Go see your cartoon. Bye. Bye.